Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today we have special guest Laura Smitty Lipscomb and the Reverend Susan Hardaway. Let's hear the stories of these beautiful ladies and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. She is Cameron Granvivanco. And that is Jorge Luis Rodriguez. <laughs> Cameron is the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And Jorgito is one of our coordinators of teams and training. Here in, in Ecuador as well, yes. <laughs> Just to remind you that Equals H exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. The hope of this podcast is to keep you, all of our listeners, supporters, friends around the world. We do have one who listens in Switzerland, P.S. <laughs> uh, shout out, Marcus. Uh, that to keep you informed as to what is happening with the ministry here in Ecuador. We could never be able to do everything that we do without your support, love, and help. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. <laughs> We're really enjoying spicing up these intros, if you guys can't tell. Now we are, yeah. We have two friends in the studio with us today. Yay! We're going to let them introduce themselves. I am Laura Smith Lipscomb, oftentimes known as Smitty. Smitty! That's her official name. And I'm Susan Loudit Hardaway. You can just call me Susan. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to change your name today. Um, well, hi, Smitty, and hi, Susan. Thank you very much for being on the Hope Cast with us. Our pleasure. Um, Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, give us the background of who you are and why it is that you're in this studio here in Ecuador. Um, well, I am, this is Laura, I am the um, youth minister at St. Peter's in Greenville, South Carolina, and I um, have known Cameron um, since she was a very young person. Um, which, <laughs> a very young person. Young, very young, young. person. And um, uh, we are sharing a team, Susan and I, um, and Susan and I were just talking about how we've known each other a very, very long time, so... It's a very small world, the Episcopal world. And Smitty was who I considered to be my youth minister when I was in high school. Granted, she was only a handful of years older than I was, but she seemed very old and wise. And that's because she is old and wise. So have <laughs> known her since I was a junior in high school. Wow. How old were you? Shut up. I mean, okay. uh, <laughs> I, mean I was like 16 or 17. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm just trying like to. Last week, it was, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Susan. Yeah. And I'm Susan, and um, I am the rector of St. George's Episcopal Church in Anderson, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I've served as a priest in the Diocese of Upper South Carolina for almost 28 years, and mm -hmm. I've had the pleasure of knowing Cameron for at least 25 years. Wow. So we, go, we go way back as well. And Laura and I were friends in college, so it's Whoa. friends around the table. Gosh, yes, that's right. So and we I'm all so happy. Happy. and we all went to Suwanee. Yay, Suwanee's right. Wow. Suwanee people right here. Yep. Shout out to the mountain. Good good people. Um, so uh, the reason that we asked you two lovely ladies, <laughs> you seasoned youth ministry veterans. Um, Susan, this is the fourth team that you have brought help bring. Mm -hmm. And this is the third time, Smitty, that you've been down. That's correct. Um, 
I would love to hear a why, like why short-term teens in general, and then why keep coming back here, and then what have you seen over the trajectory of your lifespan here? So, which one of those questions would you like to start with? Oh, I have no idea. Well, so um, my. First team that I came with was in 2006, and then it did not work out again for me to bring another team until 2019. And um, um, but that whole time I was trying to figure out how can I get a team back. Mm-hmm. So um, it, um, but the I, yeah, I don't know. See, I took notes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why would you bring a team? Why would, what, what are the benefits of short-term mission? Well, I mean, there are so many. I mean, so if, anytime you're in youth ministry and you're working with a group of young people, taking anybody off to um, a retreat even, it just gives you that opportunity to open up hearts and to just look at things in a different way. And it gives mm-hmm. you the time to really um, – and the time is what needed to build relationships with those teens mm-hmm. and for those teens to build relationships with each other and for all of us to build our relationship with God more. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of coming for this team is to have that time with that. Um, but it is in such a different way because it is also allowing them to take some of what they've learned about their faith and put it into action mm-hmm. and to um, to come and learn how to also build relationships with people from a whole nother culture, mm-hmm. um, but and understand how similar we are in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So there, yeah. there are the surface differences, but there's that heart that heart need is the same to know that we are loved and we're seen and we are valued, whether you were born with a whole silver sterling place setting in your mouth or with um, just one wooden spoon. We all have the same inside inside needs. Uh, Susan, why do you bring teams? Um, I, I actually brought my first team in 2014, although my family and I have been supporting Cameron through prayer and financially when we could amen, um, amen, since amen. the Both very of beginning <laughs> of her ministry. Um, but I brought a team in 2014. We had such a powerful experience. We decided to commit to returning every other summer. Mm -hmm. That was mostly a financial consideration for our families, giving families time to raise the money Mm -hmm. um, to help pay for the short-term mission team. So we brought a team uh, in 2014, 2016, and 2018. We had a team in 2020 that Mm -hmm. met for over six months doing our (laughs) pre-field work, and then the pandemic intervened. Um, and so now this is our fourth team on the ground, but technically our fifth team. And I have always tried to bring a team from multiple churches, and mm-hmm, I've always mm-hmm. tried to have a balance of about a third high school, mm-hmm. a third college, and a third adult. Um, yeah. And that, for me, has been an incredibly powerful mix of ages and personalities. Mm-hmm. And our very first team, I did request if we could be partnered with a ministry site in an Episcopal church, mm-hmm. and we were partnered with Cristo Labrador mm-hmm. oh, wow. um, Episcopal Mission, and it was just a almost immediate connection there. And I now am also trying to collect all the ministry sites. I would love <laughs> to have a relationship with all seventeen Educationals Hope ministry sites and Youth World ministry sites. Um, but I'm slowly building that. But my connection and relationship is really with. 
our friends there at Cristo. Mm-hmm. And you help spearhead the virtual short-term teams that have come over, especially 20 and 2021. And we've we've had some even in calls in 2022 over Zoom and pulling people from all over South Carolina together to meet with our friends from Cristo Liberador. And I know that that's been incredibly important on this side. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that uh, our ministry site partners, and especially at Cristo, because they had y'all to, to to lean on, but it was so important to know that they weren't alone. Um, when you couldn't come in 2020, that they weren't forgotten and alone, and this wasn't something that was like, oh, yeah, so sorry, I can't come. Peace out. We'll see you. We'll see you in heaven. Uh, but <laughs> so that was that has been a big deal. And even to be at church yesterday and seeing mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. of the faces that were on the screen, yes, there in real life, and to get to mm-hmm. to see each other and meet each other and know each other was a really special moment for me to watch mm-hmm. that. The, we did several workshops during this team, which has been a wonderful experience. With Laura and I have led workshops at Cristo. And at our women's workshop, and Willie was an amazing translator, um, I we did name tags for the group, uh-huh. but I had met, I think, all but two of the women on mm. Zoom over the course of the last two years. Wow. So the, we, we already knew each other on one level, mm-hmm. but to be face-to-face in a room was just really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to share together and learn from each other was... And doing the, life together. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about something. Um, we talk about how important relationships are, and we talk about how, like, how an experience down here can look like, you know, the activities you can do and all those things. But I'm very curious about, from your perspective of, as team leaders, you know, bringing these people down and then coming back with them, What? how has it been for them? Like, how an experience like this can impact their lives. And what is the fruit that you guys have seen when you go back that makes you actually say, this was actually so good that we're going to continue doing this? I would say that the, um, I mean, there's so many varieties of fruit that they bring back. There, they, there are lots of initiatives they start. Many of them get involved more with things they've already been doing or they mm-hmm. look for ways to get more involved with diocesan events or um, retreat weekends or all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I would say that they, um, a lot of times, the, just the commitment in their faith, Mm -hmm. just to see that they, um, they would like to go deeper in their faith and to make it more real and to make it more tangible and to, um, you know, that they've made the connection here of, uh, being able to um, to help and to serve and to to go out in Christ's name, and they see, oh, I can do that, mm-hmm. and then and then they're like, okay, so how can I do that back home? And they make that connection and and do that, and um, I think that they will oftentimes be like, oh, you know, like we did in Ecuador, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, let's let's uh, and also like the community that gets built mm-hmm. amongst the team as well as with the churches and the partner sites, you know, that goes back. And then, of course, they have all these inside jokes and they have, all, oh, do you remember when we got stuck on the bus for three hours? We got that stayed in the airport for so long. Um, <laughs> details. <laughs> all hypothetical, dear all listeners. Hypothetical. <laughs> um, it has never happened. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so, you know, the, they have all that just sort of common commonality that they can always reach back and connect with each other again, even as they go off to college or go off into the world or that kind of thing. So, 
Yeah, and I would add to that. I definitely agree with everything Laura just shared. Um, but I, my experience with my age spectrum in my team, mm-hmm. um, I have seen true fruit with um, a connection between families because I've been bringing teenagers, young adults, mm-hmm. and adults um, the commitment to really connecting through Education Equals Hope mm-hmm. directly with families. Um, we have we have former team members who try to connect once a month through um, Facebook or uh, not fa- well always on Facebook, but um, FaceTime. Mm-hmm. They're doing conversations, mm-hmm. practicing English with children and talking with the grandparents and the parents in the home. Um, wow. But also, I think another fruit that I definitely recognize from a former team. We were introduced to a team host um, who was a wonderful young adult here. And we were able to help, as a team, we committed to help generate a scholarship for her to begin to her nursing school studies. Mm-hmm. And we have all stayed completely connected to her, mm-hmm. and we have celebrated with her as she's finished that degree. Um, and so that that's something that maybe wouldn't happen with just a youth team, mm-hmm. but because we had a mix of adults and young adults mm-hmm. that were all the same ages as the art host, mm-hmm. we just... Really did form like long time, long term. I think deep, we, it's deeper than friendship. It's yeah. family. Family, uh, yeah. <clears throat> we had Brenda on the show yeah. um, December, yes. January, and to know that that commitment that y'all made that you're talking about not only has blessed and supported her, but now that she is a graduated nurse in her rural, we talked about yeah. that. She's um, out in the countryside in an area outside of Riobamba, if anyone wants to get out their Ecuadorian map. And that is now serving and blessing hundreds and even thousands of people in those communities because of what you guys decided mm-hmm. to do over coffee that mm-hmm. day. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we, well, the potential we saw in Brenda, and then that gift has continued, I believe, Everyone mm-hmm. who be- began that commitment for the University Study Scholarship has continued that, and it's now sponsoring other young adults that we know mm-hmm. through Christo and, and newer students that we haven't even met yet. But um, that, that legacy continues, and that That's was, incredible. in my eyes, true fruit, and we didn't see it coming in. But it was something mm-hmm. that has lasted and grown. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a gift. Thank you. Thank you on behalf of, of her and her patients. And, and all of us. Um, what do you think God has been teaching you either this time here in Ecuador over these 10 days? A lot of flexibility and patience. Oh, so much. Always, all of us. And, and that's always every team. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. well, whether that's this team or the overarching last 15 years, if you um, have the ability to, if you see a thread, um, what, how would you answer that question? Lars pointing at me and I'm pointing at her. Um, you know, it takes a while to process, right? It's true. Yeah. Right. Right. So we've had a little bit of sleep deprivation as well. <laughs> <laughs> Still not quite caught up we're, on that. We're catching up. Um, so be patient with us. But um, 
you know, oh, I think one of the learned. Yeah, one of the cool things for me has been. I'm not sure that I've learned this as much, but I'm learning or experiencing this. I'm experiencing this. Is um, you know, when when Cameron comes rolling in the room and starts calling me Smitty, and then all the youth that I'm working with all of a sudden decide, oh, oh, wait, that's your real name. Wait, you're really Smitty. What? They think <laughs> they've they've gained some great hidden knowledge um, <laughs> and that they have they've uncovered some great secret about me and um and they're loving it and mm-hmm. and uh, and so they just keep trying to you know oh the smitster there's really all these things it's very funny and um but it's like provided this like super way to connect mm-hmm. and um but it also just calls me back to the faithfulness of God through mm-hmm. years of uh, of ministry and the ways in which those relationships continue, mm-hmm. and um and it and it's teaching me that the relationships we build here continue, mm-hmm. and um and that those are just you know that old, what's that old song Friends are Friends Michael W Smith <laughs> I love that song shout out uh, but you know it's true mm-hmm. it's true so um that's been a that's been a wonderful thing to experience mm-hmm. not so much a lesson learned but. Mm-hmm. And I guess just chiming in on that same theme, I guess one of my life lessons um, that I'm com- always being reminded of is just that love perseveres mm-hmm. yeah. and love remains. Mm-hmm. And that you know, after four long years of not being able to have a team on the ground, um, just um, being with people that I love and and it's like no time has gone by. Mm-hmm. And we were connected by Zoom. We were praying for one another, but um, just being reminded. And, I mean, it's the same as the friendships around the table, this mm-hmm. table right here in the recording studio, but also um, with our friends at Cristo that mm-hmm. love remains. Mm-hmm. Love endures. Can I, can I answer the question yes, too? Yes, please do. Is that okay? Yes. Um, and I didn't actually think about this until hearing what you guys were saying. Uh, in a devotional that I uh, was doing last week, um, it was talking about the book of Esther, strangest place to have, <laughs> have great teaching uh, and inspiration come from. But uh, in quick, uh, over in broad strokes, um, Esther is, is obviously a Queen Esther married to the king. Um, all of the Jews have been scheduled to be persecuted and exterminated. And Mordecai, who raised her, is encouraging her to go to the king to say, hey, stick up for us. And there are letters back and forth or messages back and forth between Queen Esther and Mordecai. And one of his, and and she said, hey, I can't go to the king because if I go to him, if I go to him unannounced, if he hasn't invited me, I'm going to be killed. And Mordecai's sure. like, hey, you, you got this. You're brave and you can do this and you can move forward. But if you don't do it, it's okay. God's got another way. He's got another way planned. Um, and... Basically, I'm still going to love you. We're still friends. I hope you do this. But if you don't, it's really, it's okay. God has got another plan. And I feel like that is something that was so apropos for me these days that you guys have been here, Mm -hmm. that we have had all sorts of wonderful plans set and and ready to go. But because of that tiny little detail of civil unrest and haven't been able to live those out just to see God's faithfulness through y'all being here and your perseverance and your patience and your flexibility. And hey, if that was plan A, we're that's okay. We can let go of plan A. We'll come up with a plan B. Okay, we'll let go of plan B. We'll come up with plan C. And, yeah. and throughout the whole alphabet. But just to know that God, <laughs> that God, ha- like this isn't a surprise. This isn't hard for God. It's hard for us and our humanity that 
we want to have some semblance of control, but the leadership that y'all have provided for your team to be so flexible and to be willing for whatever that other plan, that other way, it's okay. Well, God's got another plan and to follow that. That is, that's something that I've been learning. And I feel like I was learning that in my head knowledge and then watching you guys um, has put it, has fleshed it out and made it a real thing. And I just love when scripture comes alive in ways that we don't expect um, that this is a real living word and speaking to our daily, our daily, daily life. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I would answer that question. Thank you so much. That was you, really important. Do you have any answers for Hito? Uh, no, not, that. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as that one you're saying. I think something that I have learned over the years is to understand that it doesn't matter what we do. God has a purpose behind everything. And he knows the entire picture so well that he is the one that actually pushes us to where we are. So instead of just thinking about where we're going to be, we all just need to do all what we need to do is just like stay there, be still and let him work and be just diligent to whatever he has in front of of us all the time. And I think this kind of experience brings that in, in every point in every area that we are as human beings, it just pushed to the to the limits and pushed to the to the center, right? And I think it's it's really important to hear that even from you guys as priests and church leaders, um, how's that for you guys too for the, your ministries and not just like as, as as team members, but also hearing that as priests that lead people and what you can see that and how it has like increased. Um, the encouragement for your own communities and how you can keep on going with all those things. So I don't think that I have another answer but that, just like seeing and admiring whatever is in front of us and at some point saying plan A is not working and plan B is not working, (laughs) but we are together and we're still, you know, like there's nothing else that we can do that just be still and wait for God's um, breakthrough through Mm -hmm. every plan and every situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're here. We, um, we, of course, always want to share the resources that we have in the ground, and that is uh, the two of you today, to give our listeners and people uh, a glimpse of what life and ministry is like um, as we do the back office stuff, as we are on the ground with teams, and as we are walking alongside students in desperate and difficult situations. So thank you guys for loving the people that we love. Thanks for loving the churches. Thanks for having your own relationships. And I find out information <laughs> about ministry sites from y'all um, and the deep, deep connections you have there. Um, we've said it once or twice, but life is about uh, relationships, um, mostly with God and then the gift that he gives us in each other. So thanks for being a part of that. Mm-hmm. If you would like to be a part of Educationals Hope, please go to www.educationalshope.org. Find that Donate Now button to help. We are in the process of raising funds for the coming school year. We would love for you to participate in that so that we can uh, supply uh, the micro scholarships necessary for this Mm -hmm. upcoming school year. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our HopeCast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.